Once again, I'm speaking with uh, the Clark County Conrad agent, Melissa Kono, and we are talking about elections once again, a favorite topic of Melissa and I. And, uh, of course, there is uh, a primary uh, uh, happening next week on Tuesday. Um, but uh, this year is going to be kind of a busy year overall for elections. Uh, Melissa, could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, 2022 is going to be a busy year. We have four elections scheduled statewide. Um, the first is the primary, which is on February 15th. And not all areas will be having a primary. It kind of depends on who's running in um, if that would be on somebody's ballot and if they'd even have an election in their municipality. Uh, the best way to check that is to go to the myvote.wi.gov site. Um, and that is a really user-friendly uh, website for people to check their voter registration status. They can request an absentee ballot there, but they can also see when their next election is, where their polling place is, um, just to note that some polling places uh, may have changed. Uh, there's been some uh, movement with the districts. And so the, um, things may have changed without a voter um, knowing. So it's a good thing to check ahead of time um, on that. You know, when we live in rural areas, that's probably not quite as much of a concern. Um, although I know where I live, um, we did have a change in, the, in a county board member. So, um, you know, that wasn't something that I think was on everybody's radar. So there will be for sure an election on April 5th. That's the, the spring election. And um, that would be county board, school boards. Um, sometimes some of the uh, cities will, will have um, will have a race at that time. Um, again, it kind of depends on where somebody lives. So they can check that out ahead of time. The primary is for what will be on the April ballot. So like in where I live, we have a couple um, people running for county board. So we have a primary in February, but that's not the case everywhere. And then in August, we have another primary. And that's one of those races that I think is not necessarily on everyone's radar to have an election in August. Um, but we do have um, the primary for the fall election um, in August, and that's a partisan primary, which will be uh, the the political parties. And then, of course, in November um, is a big election. We have governor, lieutenant governor, one of our state senators um, is up for re-election, um, and there's uh, assembly, so that'll be a busy one, too. And those dates, the, the August primary is Tuesday. August 9th, and then the fall election will be Tuesday, November 8th. And polling places open at 7 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. Um, people can register to vote online at the myvote.wi.gov uh, site. You wanna make sure you're using the official site. Sometimes if you Google like voter registration, there'll be other sites that pop up that are not the official site. Um, people can register uh, to vote up and on Election Day here in Wisconsin. Um, 20 days prior to an election, the MyVote site um, 
doesn't allow people to register through that site, but they can fill out the paperwork and bring it to their clerk to register in person. Also, registered voters can request an absentee ballot on the myvote.wi.gov site. They can track the absentee ballot. They can see when the clerk received their request, when the clerk sent out their absentee ballot, and then when the clerk received the ballot back. So that's a pretty um, nice way for people to make sure that, um, you know, they're able to vote, um, even if they're going to be out of town or unavailable, um, it's a good way um, to still be able to exercise the right to vote. And um, people can request an absentee ballot for one election or all of them uh, through the calendar year. They still need to show a photo ID to do that. Um, whether they're voting absentee or going to the polling place on election day, still need to bring a photo ID, such as a driver's license, Wisconsin photo ID card, passport, military ID, something like that. Okay. And uh, if they happen to not have that ID, how can they go about getting it? So they would have to go to uh, the DMV, um, which check those hours ahead of time too, because I know that um, their hours and can vary by location. Um, but they could still get, uh, the DMV gives like this printout that looks just kind of like your your license blown up um, and they can use that to vote to that that paper copy until they get their regular ID in the mail. All right, excellent. And then, um, you know, you talked about uh, getting registered to vote. If there is an individual out there who, let's say, they moved recently and they're uh -huh. not sure they're registered to vote in the uh, proper location or they need uh -huh. to do that, where and how do they go about doing that? So they should go on the MyVote site um, and check their status. They can, they'd have to re-register in their new polling place, which um, they can look that up by putting in their new address, and then it'll pull up that information, who their clerk is, where their um, polling place is. They can update their registration online through the MyVote site as long as it's not 20 days prior to the election. Otherwise, they would have to uh, re-register um, with their new clerk, and they can do that um, between now and Election Day or even on Election Day here in Wisconsin. Same thing goes if um, someone's had a name change, um, you know, maybe gotten married or divorced and needs to um, change their last name. Um, that can be done um, either on my vote or they would have to re-register with the clerk. All right. And then um, off the top of your head, do you know of like any recent um, uh, election law changes that would maybe affect people at the polls from the last time they may have voted? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to jinx anything, but right now it's been pretty quiet. Um, however, they they seem to like to do changes right before the election. Um, in Wisconsin, right before uh, the 2020 um fall primary and the and the election then in November um, there were some changes um, like now it's a 28 day re residency requirement so you have to live within that municipality for 28 days um, upon registering to vote it was 10 um, but it's 28 now also that limited uh, absentee voting 
um, in-person absentee voting to the 14 days prior to the election. Um, some places will have, you know, like you see in Eau Claire, they'll have like the drive-through absentee voting. And they would have that for several weeks prior to the election. Well, now that's just limited to the 14 days prior. And what's kind of an interesting thing, too, is that um, people cannot vote in person absentee, like go to the clerk's office the Monday before the election. Mm -hmm. They can certainly return a ballot, um, absentee ballot, if they uh, had requested one, but they can't go in and vote that day before. There's no in person absentee voting the Monday before. Um, so they'd have to wait then until election day and, and vote. All right. Excellent. Um, is there anything else then, anything else that uh, you would like uh, our listeners to know about in regards to the upcoming elections that uh, we may not have already touched on? Yeah, I think also the My Vote site is really useful in seeing what's on the ballot. So if people want to uh, do some research ahead of time on who's running and who the candidates are. I know sometimes it can be confusing because you'll see, you know, yard signs or something and, and it's like, well, you know, who is that person or is that even, you know, on my ballot? So if you go to the My Vote site, it will say, it'll show what's on, on the ballot. So people can do some research ahead of time um, so they're, you know, not surprised. And if if all else fails, um, one thing I tell voters, too, is that you don't have to fill out every office on the ballot if it's not like taking a test uh, when we were in, in school, you know, where you, you want to fill out every one for all the credit. Um, you you don't have to do that. We still count the ballot, whether there's uh, you only voted for one office or if you fill out the whole thing. So um, if you can't decide, you, you do have the free will to leave uh, those offices blank, too. Don't panic. <laughs> All right. Excellent. And then uh, just one other thing I thought of as well. Um, you know, you are a clerk yourself. When it comes mm -hmm. to the ballots, absentee ballots, regular ballots, mm -hmm. whatever it may be, um, what are some of the most um, common mistakes that you uh, come across while, uh, while looking at those ballots? And hopefully our listeners can uh, take care of that ahead of time. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what I see most often is that People will overvote, meaning that they voted for um, more candidates for an office than they're allowed to. So say, you know, most offices, you can only vote for one. And people will fill out like several bubbles. It's usually like a, an oval next to the name. They'll fill out several. Well, we're not sure who they wanted, um, you know, to choose when they only have one choice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't throw out that ballot altogether, but we just won't be able to count that particular office when there's more votes than what are allowed. Um, also, sometimes I see people write in names and, um, you know, usually for like a vote, if there's ballot candidates, only registered write-ins are counted. Um, and so it, otherwise, if there's, you know, if you can vote for several people or like some in some offices, you can vote for two or four candidates, something like that. Um, th then um, or if there's no ballot candidates, then you can write in names. But, you know, a lot of times, too, I see people want to write in like Mickey Mouse. And um, I know, you know, people are trying to make it lighthearted, but it just creates a lot more work for election workers. And it really doesn't. Um, 
um, do much. So, you know, just try to follow the directions, um, only vote for one if that's what the directions are, or if, you know, you have a, a case where you can vote for two, um, you know, just make sure that you're only voting for the number allowed, clearly filling out, you know, if it's an oval, um, or sometimes you have to complete the arrow, which is kind of, um, difficult, but make sure that you check it over. If you do make a mistake, you are um, entitled to have a new ballot um, up to three times. You can change your mind or um, have to correct it. Um, so don't be afraid to do that. It gets a little more challenging with absentee voting when you have to kind of send it, um, you know, maybe get a new one. But if that happens and you're an absentee voter, just contact your clerk about what to do. Uh, but I would say the most common mistake I see is that people are voting for too many candidates or um, not like properly filling out the circles.